I walked slowly past a cellar of fish, enjoying his humorous efforts to scare a determined seagull away. Many of the pesky birds nested above the shops, making it hazardous for both shoppers and shopkeepers alike. Here for more tea. I spun around. There stood the serving girl from the Lion and Lamb Tavern. I frowned. What was her name, and why was she speaking to me? We had not been formally introduced, nor was I in the habit of making the acquaintance of serving girls. It was not something true gentlemen did. Were you speaking to me, madam? I kept my voice as distant as I could. I expected the woman would blush when she realized how forward she had been and mumble an excuse. Any young woman with a sense of decency would have. However, she did not. She cocked her head to one side. Oh, did indeed, sir. I had the sudden, ungentlemanly urge to slap the girl for being so brazen. I folded my hands behind my back to avoid following through with any such urge. I did not enjoy being made a spectacle of, nor was I fond of the company of forward young women. If I did come looking for tea, it would hardly be any of your concern. She was not put off by my rudeness. She spoke again, even more boldly. By the way you talk, you're a native of these colonies— I thought you might have more loyalty to your countrymen than to support our oppressors through drinking English tea. She pushed one of the black curls back into her cap. My mouth fell open. For a moment, no words came until a shopper bumped me and brought me out of my momentary shock. And I, madam, would not have guessed by your speech that you would be so quick to take the side of the rebels, I said fiercely. The rebels, it had been said, had signed an agreement not to buy anything which was taxed. Perhaps they simply substituted rum for good English tea, and that is what had driven them mad. I will tell your master of this. I am sure he will not be happy to find out that you go about slandering the cause of the soldiers in his tavern. The young woman's eyes grew wide. The grip on her basket slackened. You wouldn't do that, would you, sir? I most certainly will. I think I shall do it now. My chest heaved in anger she would pay for her brazen behavior. I turned to go. In my anger, I had not paid attention to my surroundings and found myself running into a broad chest. I took a step back. I beg your pardon, sir. Master Hancock! The young woman's voice registered great surprise behind me. I took a second look. The man I had run into was indeed the cocky and prominent merchant, John Hancock, who was a known smuggler. He had an uncanny knack for thwarting authority and avoiding punishment for his crimes. He was not looking at me. His eyes, instead, rested with recognition on the young woman behind me. Sailor Harrison? Goodness, what trouble have you managed to get yourself into now? John Hancock's wide smile and laughter were enough for me to know he was well acquainted with this Miss Harrison. What makes you think I'm in trouble? I turned to see that Sailor had taken a defensive stance to match her tone. You have this lad steaming more than a kettle of tea, and your brow is furrowed like a farmer's field. Now tell me, what mischief have you made? Sailor glanced toward me. I crossed my arms. I was not going to offer an explanation for her behavior. She would have to tell him of her rudeness herself. She pointed an accusing finger. He's threatening to go to my master and give a bad report of me. Hancock sighed. He seemed to have dealt with this fiery lady before. And what did you do to warrant this threat? The girl had the decency to blush as she recalled her words.
Her gaze dropped to the ground, and her voice became quiet. I asked him if he was here for tea. Here for tea? I do not understand. The young woman said nothing. I felt compelled to say something. The first time I met this woman was at the Lion and Lamb Tavern. I ordered tea, which offended her for some mysterious reason.'